You are listening to the Fire and Lunch podcast. As a reminder to those listeners wishing to remain unspoiled for the books, run. This is an all-spoiler podcast. All published books and novellas are fair game. Thanks. And who are you, the proud face that I must eat this pie? This podcast is brought to you by Shuffling. Because actually moving your arms and legs is for people not dumb enough to pack themselves into the Javits Center with 200,000 other people. Shuffling. Hello, we are Fire and Lunch. Welcome to the podcast. This is episode 42, our New York Comic Con 2015 recap. I'm Jenny. I'm Rachel. I'm Lauren. I'm Katie. I'm Megan. And I'm Jess. All right. So, uh, this past weekend, we all attended New York Comic Con 2015. Um, what are everybody's general impressions and what Frey Pie rating would you give this year's Comic-Con? Uh, Rachel? Uh, I'm giving it a Jared with Rhaegar icing because I have just, like, never, ever, ever been so tired in my whole life. <laughs> um, like, I think if I had, wasn't, hadn't been so tired, I would have done more, but I was just exhausted. The whole, I f- felt like for the entire weekend, so... Me too. Jerry. I was giving it a uh, a a Rhaegar, a exhausted and stressed Rhaegar that just falls into the waiting pie crust and gets thrown in the oven. <laughs> like it was fun, but it was like this year kicked my ass. Yeah, I don't even know. I'm like I'm still tired. I'm still <laughs> no, recovering. Yeah, me too. <laughs> uh, Megan, I'm gonna give it a pretty solid Rhaegar. Um, not gonna lie, 2012 still is my favorite day at Comic Con ever. Um, because that's when we met Kit Harrington. But for other reasons as well. But this was probably my favorite overall experience, in, at least in the last couple of years. And I, I don't know. I just thought that it seemed better organized. That it, I don't. The panels were really great. Everyone seemed really into it on the panels, and even the audience. And the questions were great. So maybe it depended on what you went to. But I thought it seemed great. Yeah. Lauren, I'm giving it a Jared with a little bit of Rhaegar. I think I still live in the glory days of when it used to be in the spring and we used to get all the summer movie panels and it was so fucking good on those Saturdays and we have to have movie panel after movie panel after movie panel. Um, I mean, there was still, it was still good. It just wasn't my favorite year ever. Jess? I was pretty mellow and chill uh, throughout the whole weekend, I guess because because there wasn't that many panels, I felt like I didn't have to choose between you know my children, and it wasn't as stressful. So I I had like one panel or two panels a day to go to, and it was like if I get in, I get in. If I don't, it's fine. So it was a very relaxed situation compared to previous years. So I'll give it a Rhaegar. Katie. I'm going to give it a Rhaegar. I mean, I'm not completely predictable, and that's what everybody else has said. But I mean, like it was a good. It was a good con this year, and it was the first time that I really, like, I spent a lot of time in Artist Alley. I spent a lot of money in Artist Alley. Welcome to the club. Yeah, and, like, walked the floor, and I did. I went to some really great panels, and, I mean, it was exhausting, but I also was stupid, and, and, like, I had to go to work the first two days. So I think that this is going to – this is the inspiration for me to just take – all of it off and just like throw myself into the con so it was just and monday take monday off. yes very <laughs> yes so i really i liked it this is a really probably my best experience so far and this was like my fourth con third con something like that so good um so every year it gets bigger um i know i personally did a lot of line waiting and i 
get angry at people, so crowds drive me crazy, and it felt like there were a lot more people this year. Um, Megan, you seem to have a different experience. <laughs> yeah, than me. I yeah, I thought the lines really weren't bad at all. People didn't seem to be getting up at the ass crack of dawn. <laughs> and, um, I thought it seemed pretty easy to walk around, with the exception of some parts of the floor on Sunday were really crazy. Yeah, I guess. Really? I mean, well, I found Sunday. Oh to no, be not Sunday so was right, like awful. Sunday was pleasant. Sunday was, bad. <laughs> Sunday was the worst day out of the entire weekend. I think we were just so tired by that point. Yeah. And I kept, I think my problem was I kept trying to go to Megan's booth every day and just walking through that like gauntlet of people every day was just so awful. It was that one, it was that one booth with the stupid uh, yes, spinning wheel that kept dispensers. making it difficult. <laughs> and to so be maybe. clear, you, you don't mean my booth. You no, mean yes. the... <laughs> Megan from West right. yeah. yeah. Westeros Jewelry. <laughs> Megan, you have a booth? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know. Might as well be our booth. We're there every day. <laughs> well, I think we all visited Megan at least once yeah. a day. Oh, yeah. And, like, Megan's was the neck, like, her necklace that she made of the Terrell, like, is the thing that I wore basically most of the con. I bought and a the- Cersei necklace there to go with my costume on Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, on the day, and it looked perfect. It's like it you, you coordinate it. Um, any other opinions on the, the growth of the con? I don't think it was uh, as crowded as you guys are saying. I think the off-site panels really helped with the congestion of the con. The only day it was really bad was Sunday, and I think that's because there weren't any panels going on. So people were like, I have nothing better to do but yeah. walk the floor. And the, strollers. the strollers. Oh, God. I think I tripped over 45,000 <laughs> strollers. Um, <laughs> no, I actually, I have to say that, like, I didn't have to wait to get into any panels that I went to. Like, I literally just walked into all of them. It was awesome. Like, Except for, but we waited like well, I mean, we had to fifteen minutes. Yeah, we had to wait a little bit for less much hunter, but well, you didn't have to wait in the morning. You're right. I slept. I was sleeping. So moving on to all of the events that we did this year, which is why we are so exhausted. Um, <laughs> I'm not. Well, we're still doing two of them, so it's still gonna happen. But uh. On, on Wednesday, Megan and I went to the Team Arrow NYC viewing party at Professor Tom's to see the Arrow premiere. Um, that was fun. They had themed drinks there. I had a, a green arrow and Megan had a diggle. fantastic. <laughs> I won some archery lessons, which I have to figure out how to redeem because <laughs> um, they still haven't emailed me about it. <laughs> but no, it was they, cool. They threw a good party, so people should check them out. Um, and Thursday, we threw our fourth annual MoocCon, which is our annual Game of Thrones meetup, um, which went really, really well this year. We had our best turnout yet, I think, and we did a lot of fun stuff. We played um, Pin the Dagger on Jon Snow, which, which was, was very successful. Favorite game ever. It was. People really want to stab him. <laughs> well, first, yeah, that was pretty awesome. Like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Okay. And while they stabbed him, they had to wear an Ollie mask. <laughs> Like it was pretty awesome, and the, and also like props to you guys for doing the art. Like Jenny and like Megan did a lot of the prizes themselves, and Jenny did the artwork for the game. Like everything looked really great. Megan helped me cut oh out God. all those yes, daggers. Excellent job! They looked fantastic. They were bloody daggers, you guys. Like there was daggers with they blood were. coming off of them. It was amazing. Well, obviously, you're not gonna stab him, and I guess it could have been like steam coming out of his body but that would have been oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> always next year <laughs> yes um 
Uh, we also got to meet Eli in person. Oh my god! That was exciting. <laughs> Who came our, all the way from Indiana? Our biggest fan. Yeah. That With was his cool. lovely friend, who was also very nice. That was his girlfriend. Yes, and she she won a prize at the Congrats raffle. Congrats to all our winners. Um, yeah, we yes, gave really good prizes. Good for them. Um, we also did a trivia element this year for our grand prize, which <laughs> was very entertaining to watch people be like, I, I, I think like <laughs> only like two people or not. I don't know if anyone actually got our last question right, which who which was who is the youngest Lord Commander. I thought no. I think no. No one got all of them. Except, well, the only person yeah. that the only person that got all of them was Nick, who came from who we know from a trivia of Ice and Fire, who unfortunately came after the raffle. But he did get all of them right, so he would have won if there he were like there six or seven people that got all but one right, and so they entered a raffle at the end to see who won. So there, there were, there was one person that got Osric Stark, but yeah. they didn't get Liana. Exactly. So. Um, we also had to do a tiebreaker for our, our stabbing Jon Snow, so we gave them a fill-in-the-blank Night's Watch oath, <laughs> which was interesting to get their responses <laughs> to that. Um, they did pretty well. They they did miss a few in the end there, yeah. though. But um, I feel like we need to thank everyone that donated for the raffle, so that would be Megan yes. from Westeros Jewelry and Dark Wings Vintage. You can find her on Facebook and at her website if you google dark wings vintage and then also we'll put running a link press, in the post yeah yeah also linked in a post we have on our tumblr and then running press also donated um some of their mini kits and the in memoriam book mm-hmm. and we got t-shirts from watchers on the wall which featured my winning contest winning design <laughs> plug myself here <laughs> yay <laughs> Uh, slightly strange how that works out. And, um, and also thanks to Game of Bones for giving us a pair of tickets to A Night of Ice and Fire the next night to give away. Yes. Yes, which segues nicely yes. so, into our third what we uh, did event. for The Night of Ice and Fire. Yeah. So Friday was The Night of Ice and Fire, which was Game of Bones uh, event, um, which featured a live podcast recording a... Rave of, session of Rape of Thrones from Christian Nairn and uh, a costume contest, quote unquote, <laughs> <laughs> which was hosted by us um, and David J. Peterson, who does the languages for the show, Dothraki and High Valyrian. Um, and who was really super nice. Yes, he was probably my favorite part of the night was meeting him. So Yeah, he, he was he was really cool. So with the bucket on his head, he yes, he was so really the sport. The, the story. He was such a good sport. The saga of the bucket. Um, um, so it's it was supposed to be Jess's patch face hat, but she was unable to make it. the The bucket had to travel from our apartment to my office, and then Joey picked it up from me, or I ran out to give it to him in like the middle of my crazy day, and then we had to pick it, made it up. Eight basically. Yeah, it did. <laughs> It did. We picked it up in the rain at a Dwayne Reed with Rachel in her Furiosa costume. Um, and then we brought it over there. And then it was like, oh, and now the person who was supposed to wear it isn't going to wear it. We're like, David, do you want to wear this bucket on your head? And he's like, of course I want to wear this bucket and, on my No, head. actually, let's tell the story correctly. When you asked him about it, he said, he, he, he then said Patchface's line in a patch face voice. He did. I know, so. I know. Oh, oh, oh. oh that's um, awesome. He yeah. did. And then he said he'd wear the hat and he was like really excited yeah, about he's it. He's the coolest. 
He was such a good sport. Lots of photographic evidence of him wearing the hat. At one point um, during the, the, the cosplay contest, he turns to me and goes, my head is really hot. And I'm like, take it off. And he's like, no, I can't. The bucket was a big hit because it was sitting on the prize table later and like people were people checking, were checking it, out, it and, like, out. Janelle tried yeah, it Janelle on. Janelle was dying to try uh, it on. Janelle put it on and she was like, now I have worn the same bucket that David has worn. <laughs> So, okay, so we were supposed to host a costume contest, and unfortunately, either due to the rain or... Which was significant, I don't know, significant We did rain. not have... Yes, there was, there was a torrential downpour. Um, we, didn't, we only had four people in Game of Thrones costumes, and uh, we had three other costumes. Someone from Legend of Korra. A Terminator. Uh, a Terminator. Who I just thought was grayscale, as yes. far as I could concern. I did too. And Laura for a while. Croft. Um, and uh, Laura Croft. Yeah. And I do want to. I want to say I spoke to somebody who attended that event afterwards, and she said that she was very impressed on how we handled the non-Game of Thrones costumes. <laughs> She's like, I didn't know how you were going to do that, but well, you pulled David, it off. David <laughs> saved our ass a few times too. <laughs> when he got to the Cora one, he was throwing stuff out. I was like, oh, thank God. Somebody watches Cora. <laughs> <laughs> so in addition to the costume contest, because we had a uh, time allotment to fill because Christian Nairn was still on a plane. Um, so we had to ha- come up with something else that we could do to fill time. So first I threw out some trivia, a trivia idea. And we we're like, well, we don't know how to do that. And I was like, we can do a spelling bee because I've done those before. And uh, so that's what we ended up doing. So I stood there and wrote down a whole list of words uh, while we were planning. And then we got everybody up on stage and did a a knockout round spelling bee. And I was getting nervous at the end there, though, because people weren't getting knocked out by these words. And Rachel was standing off to the edge, off to the stage. They were telling us, (laughs) they were like, Rachel was calling me. And I was like, oh, my God. They're like, wrap it up, wrap it up. So I'm like, I'm like, David, what word do I use to give? He's like, try this one, try this one. So we, the winning word ended up being Vagar. Um, we had to look up for spelling, actually. I got it right, but I had to make sure. Um, <laughs> right. But the, the winner of the costume contest was a, the winner of the costume contest was a really great Sansa. So yeah, she I looked good fantastic. giving her the prize. But nobody had control over the weather, so there was nothing we could do about the lack of uh, people joining. But the ones that came, they looked great. And even the ones that weren't Game of Thrones inspired, you know, it was fun. They had they had good presentations. They did. They were all a lot of fun. In fact, when we were deciding on our costumes, they all started dancing with each other and yeah, singing each other around. It oh, yeah. So- we, and David joined We had them. a kick line going. They had yeah, a kick were, line going. Were, yeah, yeah da- David joined them, actually, at some point. Yeah. He kind of left us and just went over there. Did, did we mention that David yeah. bailed our asses yeah. out a lot? He was <laughs> awesome. He was good at roll, rolling with the poch- punches, actually. So yeah, all the, all, the winners, all the winners of the costume contest and the spelling bee got prizes from Dark Horse. So thanks to Dark Horse. Uh, they got some New York Comic Con exclusives. Watchers on the Wall gave everybody t-shirts. And then David had lots of signed books that we gave away as well. Which is, yeah, which is a really nice donation, too. Um, but Sue from Watchers on the Wall, and we believe Sir Squint, but David was also there, uh, give, like manning the prize booth and talking to everybody. And it's always lovely to see Sue. So hi, yeah, Sue. Yeah, that was uh, they were a lot of fun. Um. So yeah, so that was the night of ice and fire. Uh, 
went pretty well considering. Um, uh, so Saturday was Rachel's event, Fangirl Night Out. Um, Rachel, you want to talk about that a little bit? Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> briefly, very briefly. We got to move on. Yes. Yeah, so uh, Geek Girl Brunch is another kind of side of the internet that I help run. And we throw a Comic-Con party called Fangirls Night Out. Uh, it was at Social. We gave away tons of prizes. Uh, our sponsor was Forbidden Planet, which is a comic book store here in the city. It was awesome. We sold out. I had to turn people away. We had a DJ. It was a fun night. I didn't get home till very, very late. <laughs> and yet you still got up and did cosplay, which brings us to our next section. <laughs> so Rachel and I only did cosplay on one day. Because it was all just too much. Um, <laughs> no, but wait, Rachel technically did too. <laughs> okay, days. Rachel did cosplay on, on, on Friday, which was when she was wandering around the city in Furiosa garb, <laughs> shopping for WD-40 at Dwayne Reed. Um, <laughs> so, but yes, yeah, so on Sunday we did our Rule 63 Dario and Jamie and tried to be as ridiculous as possible, as we do. Can I ask you guys a question? Why is it called Rule 63? Rachel? Rule 63, it means that it's just a gender flip. Oh, okay. So for for every for every male or female character, the rule rule number 63 would be that there is a opposite gender version of that character somewhere in the universe. Okay. Cuz you guys so, are tagging everything that I'm like I don't know what this is. <laughs> I had to look it up too. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um so, yeah, so what other cosplay did people see around? What were your favorites? Yeah, there was a definite Jesus going around Comic-Con. I saw him at one point cross-legged sitting on the wall. I, I bet you <laughs> Jesus, actually. And, I, and, it was the, and for the first time in my atheist life, I said, sorry, Jesus. <laughs> uh, I liked the Maitlands. Me and, uh, me and Lauren kind of squeed over them because it was... Uh, oh, my God, we totally squeed over the, them. It and was you the know Maitlands. what? Sunday night, I came home and it was on TV. Really? So it was the Maitlands from Beetlejuice, but it was when they go to to uh, the what, what, I don't know what they call it the afterlife, the dead, the waiting hall, whatever you know when they go to the DMV of of being dead and they have <laughs> the funny heads. So it was funny because Lauren and I started freaking out, and then Jenny was like, "I don't I don't know what that is." I really liked the three guys that went as the three musketeers from Disney's Three Musketeers. I kind of squealed a bit in line when I saw them. from nineteen ninety four, like that Three Musketeers. Yeah. Oh yeah. my the god. 90s and then I also, per- I know it's like super easy to make, so Rachel probably doesn't appreciate it, but I loved the couple that went as Dr. Alan Grant and Ellie from Jurassic Park. Hey, man, I, I, <laughs> I, no, I have nothing against the easier costumes. Okay. <laughs> but they were great. It was nice. It was topical. There were 45 different Jurassic Park stations throughout throughout New York Comic Con for them to take pictures <laughs> at. So that it was a good time. We saw Daria and Jane. That was fun. They were so excited that people knew who they were. There was a lot of 90s uh, cosplay. I saw, like, a lot of the Saturday morning, like, ABC, like, cartoon cosplays. A lot of quail men. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A lot of quail men. A lot of quail men. Uh, we, yeah. saw, we saw uh, Johnny Bravo. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Sarah got really excited. Yeah. Oh, my God. Really? I missed that. A really good Johnny Bravo. Uh, there was a great Flash Gordon group. Their costumes were impeccable, better than screen version. They were amazing, and I saw them everywhere. Every corner I went around, there there they were again. I got to take pictures of uh, the Game of Thrones photo shoot. Yeah, how was that? That was really cool. Uh, it was a little smaller than last year, but 
Um, my favorite part was when they had Cersei walk down the stairs. Yes, I saw those pictures. I liked that the shame nun was a guy. Yes, he he was very funny. Um, but yeah, there were there were quite a few naked Cerseys actually. They really loved that one. Earlier, we mentioned that people spent a lot of money in Artist Alley. So, Wait, what did people uh, buy? Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, Gary Gianni was probably my favorite if not one of my favorite stops of the entire experience at artist alley he was great gary gianni being the person who illustrated um the new compilation of the duncan egg stories the night of the seven kingdoms the night of the seven seven kingdoms yeah he i mean i megan i think you got the original artwork he for for everybody who sat and actually like talked with him and sounded like they knew what they were talking about he um drew a little like dragon and pencil in the front page of the book. And it was like something he just had in his back pocket. I think I got it and Steven got it. But then Megan, when she went, and now I turn it to you. Oh, God. I spent so <laughs> much money and I don't know how I did it. And I think our friend Ashley was like, I cannot believe you did that. But he, <laughs> yeah, he um, did like an original drawing of Duncan Egg in the front page of the book. And I spent a lot of time on it because it's super detailed and was selling that for pretty good sum but though not unreasonable let me say like it pretty comparable to what you'd spend on other commissions at artist alley and he when he said the price i was like uh and then the woman next to me was like well she doesn't buy it i'll buy it and i was like i'll buy it (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like oh my god what did i just do but i don't regret it it was fine it's beautiful um Lauren and I got commissions for from our favorite guy in Artist Alley, Michael Duran, who goes by Loco Duck or something like that. Because um, he just draws really cute things and we're kind of obsessed with it. So this year I got uh, Dario and Jora on their epic road trip that will be next season. Um, so that was cool. And Lauren got Jamie and Brienne. You want to tell them about that? <laughs> I have Jamie and Brienne skipping through the forest holding hands. Well... Tech, not technically holding hands since Jamie's pops off in, in, <laughs> in uh, Brienne's hands. It's good. Uh, it's, it's good, good. stuff. I also, I, that one I had commissioned, but then I bought one of the ones Harry had done, which was uh, a Harry Potter one with uh, Harry, Ron, Hermione, Dobby, and Voldemort. And, uh, and Dobby is the cutest fucking thing I've ever seen in my life in this. And I never thought I'd ever say that about Dobby, but thankfully... Yeah, I actually bought a Doctor Who uh, artwork from him, and it was really cute because for the weeping angel that's in it, it's actually weeping. And not just, like, crying, but, like, wailing like a toddler. <laughs> it's the cutest fucking thing. <laughs> and then and then uh, Katie found me a Mulan drawing, so I had to go buy that. Yeah, I think I got, I got a, a Matt Smith Doctor Who artwork from that p- person as well. I showed Jess and Joey my problem with um so last year i bought these four little canvas squares that are were characters from star wars and it was the artist lauren perry she was there again this year and so i proceeded to buy significantly more of them but different characters and she has a thing where if you buy two of them you know it's a certain price so i kept saying i was to my friends who were with me i was like well i have to get four or six because you know two was out of the question because i was like well i have to get harry ron and hermione so that's three <laughs> so i got to jump up to four or six so then i just added x-men to the table but then she had magnets so then i just had to get more it was ridiculous and I, <laughs> but I had no regrets and they're on my wall already so those are hung really quickly <laughs> um, and i don't know how if you guys saw the stuff but the artist will pig in the block section of the floor 
did the paper cutouts and he had a really great Deathly Hallows illustration. And uh, I, I bought that and then he had the Maleficent and Prince um Philip. Oh my god, Prince Phillips. <laughs> Um, so moving on to the panels that we went to, which we somehow went to a lot of, um, cause there are six of us and we all have different interests. Um, so on Thursday, Lauren and I went to the Game of Thrones panel, which with, uh, Natalie, uh, Natalie Dormer, Finn Jones, and Keisha Castle Hughes. Um, I can't say I really remember a lot from it cause it was a lot of the same stuff we usually hear. But I did like uh, Finn's response to the question of what character would you like your character to meet that they haven't. And he said Jon Snow because he thought Loras could turn Jon Snow gay. Which got a good reaction from the crowd. Do you have anything to add, Lauren? <laughs> Alright then. Uh, we also learned that uh, Natalie and Keisha had were meeting for the first time at New York Comic Con. So they really don't meet each other. Rachel and I went to the last Witch Hunter panel on Saturday, which was basically Vin Diesel in sunglasses talking about Dungeons and Dragons. Hey, hey now, I feel like <laughs> you should not be the person to talk about this panel, considering <laughs> considering it is I that has I'm just introing it. You talk about your undying deep. love for Vin Diesel. So. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, he's making a movie called The Last Witch Hunter, which is basically time travel D&D with Elijah Wood and Michael Caine and Rose Leslie. So Rose Leslie and Vin and Elijah were there along with the director. And it really just devolved into a very long conversation about various aspects of D&D and what, you know, him playing and everything. So that was cool. Nobody asked him about why he hasn't DM'd on Nerd Poker yet, but he did mention that he just played D&D with the Nerdist crew. So possibly that is why, because they are in competing podcasting networks, but I don't know. And I like that Elijah Wood at some point was like, guys, what about magic? <laughs> <laughs> and then the conversation immediately went back to Dungeons and Dragons. And Rose yeah. Leslie just kind of sat there. <laughs> and Rose Leslie was the, like, oh god. <laughs> all, all of the clips that, the, the quote unquote clips that were really like recut trailers did feature Rose Leslie very heavily. So. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and especially her mashing faces with him, which is like... I don't know. I don't. I get really creeped out when people kiss Vin Diesel. Like, <laughs> he's just like, I'm like, no, he's he's an he he's like the Terminator. You don't kiss him. <laughs> he drives a car and punches you in the face. So let's see. On Saturday, or yeah, Saturday, I also went to the Shannara, Shannara, whatever we want to call it, Shannara panel they're all calling it shanara 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 okay so i went to that for lauren on saturday since so she was at the x-files panel which we'll get to in a second um basically i learned that manu bennett is super awkward on panels and uh he was making austin butler really uncomfortable because he kept like groping his shoulder and holding his hand and they were uh he's every bit as intense uh, in person as he as his characters that as the characters that he plays so that's a thing uh, but the the show looks good um, I don't know if they can keep it up over however many episodes are in their season but the trailers look cool so Lauren how was the X-Files panel? The X-Files panel was really awesome it was Dave Duchovny, uh, Mitch Pelleggi and Chris Carter and Jillian Anderson sent a video in because she's filming something at the moment we got to work, watch the first episode of season 10. Um, 
everybody was very excited about it. I, I, I was thrilled. I loved the episode. I'm really happy with it. And um, as someone who's been a huge fan for a million years of the show, I'm, I'm really excited for, the, for it to come back. So it's, it's going to be a six-episode season. Um, the first and last episodes will be mythology episodes, but uh, the episodes in the middle, the four episodes in the middle, are going to be Monsters of the Week, which they usually excel at. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Katie and Megan, you went to the Magicians panel? That was great, too. And I, I'm, yes. I'm skeptical a bit of the show, mostly because it's on sci-fi. <laughs> uh, yeah, and the writing, the dialogue was well. Not it, that it's great. hard to tell from the footage we've seen, but the casting seems perfect. Like I, the, like everyone seems perfectly cast, and the footage they showed was great. And they confirmed the scene that's Rachel's favorite in the first book. It, it's going yeah. to happen in the seventh episode. So I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Yeah. They, they uttered the magic phrase. And also it's being that one of the showrunners was Sarah Gamble, who had been writer, a writer on Supernatural and then was a showrunner. So when she came out, I was like, holy shit, I didn't know she was on this. So I kind of get a little bit of the vibe she's going to bring to it, which like is why I'm a little bit nervous because <laughs> she can be good and then she can be not so good. But it, it looked, I mean, the casting, the guy who's playing Quentin is diametrically opposite in personality to the character of Quentin, but he's quirky enough to make it work. And then the girl playing Alice, like, is Alice. Yeah. She just is. She's absolutely wonderful on it. So, I don't know. It was fun. And it was I a fun little panel Elliot. To go I was like, to. he came to the panel dressed as Elliot. So, yeah. It's like, are you Elliot? I'm not sure. Yeah. So, I'm looking forward to it. Um, Katie, you also went to the Sleepy Hollow panel. How was that? Um, let me tell you something about the Sleepy Hollow panel. I got up at the ass crack of dawn to sit in line for this panel. I met some lovely people. And quite honestly, the line for the panel was probably the best part of that no. fucking panel. <laughs> because, no, it was ridiculous. We went there. We were supposed to get a new episode of the show. And we got the episode that had just aired oh, on man. Thursday. What? Oh, God. That's terrible. Tom Meissen, yeah, Tom Meissen was supposed to be there. He was not there. The people who were there were lovely. But, like, we had 13 minutes to do an actual panel and a half of that were Q and A's, which is just the bane of every panel's existence. It's awful. Especially since this particular crowd was all about telling the cast how they're all like Twitter buddies Mm. and then asking really inane questions. One of my favorite being, Hey, I live by sleepy hollow. You should write something about my town that I live in. I'm going to say the name of it like 3 million times so that you can just remember it. Like it was, Megan, you and Jess went to uh, a couple of panels together, the the Man in the High Castle and the Americans. How are those? Yes, yeah, so speaking of, you know, bad audience questions, <laughs> I thought, Megan, you were in agreement. No, it, it was quite the opposite that the, that panel, the Man in the High Castle, I thought the questions were very insightful and you could tell the people in the room were intelligent. <laughs> Yeah, and I thoughtful. mean, I think every yeah every panel I went to had really great questions, but the man in the high castle those were really good. Same with the Americans; those also had really good questions. And it was um what was it, it was Alan Sepinall? What's his name from um Sepinall? Yeah, he was the moderator on the Americans panel. So it was just the writers, but it was interesting, and the editors interesting how they go about 
editing the show, particularly like the Russian scenes, because the editors do not speak Russian. And so, wow, you don't because the Americans, the show is half in Russian and half in English because characters are Russian in the show. So they don't speak with like that Russian accent that they do. They legitimately <laughs> speak Russian on the show. So the editors have to have like a translator in the room. And it's like, wow, this like whole process that goes into making this show. Like I'm actually more impressed now that I, I went to this panel. I don't know how you yeah. feel about it, Megan. No, I thought it was a great panel, and I actually, I mean, I would have liked if the cast was there, but I liked that it was the focus on the editors, which you don't really hear that much at panels, and then the writers, too, and it was great to see the all the writers, and not just, like, the lead people for the Americans, and so I thought it was very interesting, and I asked my first question at a con ever. It's the things we do for love, guys, for the <laughs> things we do to try to get free swag. Like, she wanted a Comic-Con shirt. I did. I wanted a Comic-Con shirt, but I ended up with a, tip, a bag. Sad. It's a okay, very lovely bag. Yeah. Yeah, it was an awesome bag. It is an awesome so. bag, so I'm still quite happy with it. And this is our PSA to every, everybody who's listening to the podcast. Watch The Americans, best show on television. Yes show on television um let's see jess you went to some marvel panels yes so i went to another uh marvel panel uh the women of marvel panel this year and kind of similar to uh the americans where you had an editor on it this year they not only had like the writers and the artists that were are women involved in the marvel in the marvel company they also had the costume designers from agents of shield and daredevil so it's interesting that having those cool. people a, a, a part of the panel and them just going into the, the process. And oh, all the people loved it. All the cosplayers loved it. They got the most questions. I enjoyed that panel. I went to another Marvel panel for the comics on Friday. That was also really, really good. But I left early. But, you know, typical Marvel comics. Just went over, like, what they're going to be releasing soon. So that was fun. Um, Megan, you went to the... Star Wars Yeah, panels. Disney, Lucas. Yeah, without me. Um, I said where I was going, and people were free to join me, but I went to the Disney Lucasfilm publishing panels. They had two of them, and I went to – well, actually, I wanted to go to both of them because they're interesting, but Greg Rucco was at one of them, so of course I was going to go because I, like, love him. Um, but they were fun. Like, they were really fun, and they focused more on the books that are coming out as their journey to The Force Awakens, and they had different – like, there was some overlap for the panelists, but in general, no. Like, one focused more on the series of books that Greg's more involved in, which were the middle grade, I think, ones. So, like, the Smuggler's Run type of books. And then Chuck was on both of them, actually. So, the Aftermath writer was on both of them. But then the second one was where the authors actually read from their books. And some people got really into it. And it was actually super fun because they did voices. Like, the guy that does the Shakespeare Star Wars books. Uh-huh. He's really great at voices for characters, and he, like, read excerpts from one of the books, and it was hilarious. And then other people did, like, audience interaction. So, like, they had the audience say certain things at certain points when he was reading through his story, which was basically a retelling of Return of the Jedi. So we knew at what point when to say what. And then the guy that did the um, the YA, or, like, I think even middle grade version of Empire Strikes Back, where it's the So You Want to Be a Jedi, he, like, pulled a kid up and, like, made him go through some of the lessons and then gave him like some free swag. So they were both really, really fun. Um, the one with Greg was really fun too, even though they, they didn't read from the book, but they just talked about their experience with Star Wars and all the authors were so enthusiastic. Like they just couldn't believe that they're being paid to write Star Wars stuff. And I was like, I don't blame you because I would <laughs> probably feel cool. the same way because they all said how they all watched it as a kid and it's like in their blood and they love it so much. So they were really fun panels to go to. 
Rachel, you went to your friend's panel, oh, Coffee yeah, and great. Comics. Um, Amy Chu was on that panel as well. It was just like a nice excuse to like sit down and um, and, and just kind of sit and and have coffee because the people who do Death Wish Coffee were there giving out free coffee to everybody and um. There were just like a lot of panelists that either do comics that have to do with food or uh, my friend Justin Warner was on there and he is a, you know, a chef. So he has a book coming out. So it's just like a lot of people who are like in pop culture who have overlaps with food. Uh, just kind of talking. Shoot. That sounds. Yeah. I so wish like I had like been there. <laughs> that sounds freaking perfect. It was really great because I was just like, oh, man, coffee. That is such a great idea. Like, right now, I would love some coffee. Um, let's see. So we also went to, um, on Sunday, we went to the panel that David Peterson was on, which was possibly called Deconstructing Fandoms. Um, and that was that was fun. They were all really enthusiastic. And it kind of devolved to them, like, all geeking out about each other, which was kind of fun to see. Yeah, that was um, cool. <laughs> but yeah, it was the guy that the guy that was moderating who eventually just kind of like sat down and gave up. Um, <laughs> is the guy that does pop sonnets, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and then oh god, I don't even remember who was on that. Um, does the guy that does the Star Wars like dolls oh, in I the love books and it's like one word or it's like twelve words to tell the whole story, which is cute. They're really cute, uh, crafty things. Uh, there was the woman who writes the uh, Sherlock, Sherlockian stories from like a woman's perspective, and something with vampires. I can't remember. Uh, and then there was David Peterson, and then there was uh, I have his book, but I don't remember what it's called. Oh, it's the Luke Skywalker can't read. Oh yeah. Book. <laughs> Um, so the last panel I want to talk about is the Daredevil Jessica Jones panel that we went to, uh, at the end of the day on Saturday, uh, which was the one that we waited in line for, for a while on Saturday morning, because it was on the main stage, so we needed our wristbands. Uh, the first they had a Daredevil panel, and they brought out the whole cast, and they showed a, a clip, or a preview from season two, uh, which they showed twice, because... Apparently, we missed the one line that the Punisher said. Um, Which was beg. That was the line. One, one word. <laughs> Easy to miss. Um, and then they had the Jessica Jones cast come out afterwards. Sans David Tennant, much to Ashley's dismay, and several other people in the crowd who were yelling, Tennant! David! When, when they left the last chair empty... <laughs> And they were like, be patient. And then they went through and they asked everybody a question until they got to Kristen Ritter, who they asked about working with David Tennant. And then they were like, well, he's not actually here. He's doing a play in London. Yeah, but- Jeff Loeb should have told people that. <laughs> don't get their hopes up. Don't be a T. He does that a lot. But he, he did yeah. have a special video message, which, of course, led into them showing us the first episode of Jessica Jones. What did you guys think? Well, first, I was just going to say it was so annoying that the one question they really asked Kristen was about David Tennant. Yeah. I'm like, come yeah. on. But um, aside from that, I thought the episode was great. I loved it. I loved I loved it. And it has like a different feel than, than Daredevil. It's a lot more. I was like, oh, my gosh, there's children in the audience and there's people, you know, <laughs> doing doing things that children should not be seeing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is some of that. 
yeah no it was good and like i you know the ending i'm not gonna spoil anything but i was like oh shit like chick just got real Okay, yeah, the so ending great. definitely picked it up a little bit and definitely made me. It's like, why don't I have episode, episode two? This is what Netflix is for for binge watching. Well, no, I like I like that he was like, does everybody want to see episode two? November twentieth on Netflix. <laughs> that was actually. Really I, funny. I just want to go back to the Daredevil <coughs> panel real quick. So I was there. I was there last year, and it's like night and day. The energy in the room last year it was just me, like the only person who was like really hyped up for everything. There was like one cosplayer in the audience and I'm like the one freaking out. So it's nice to see like the post like first season high and how mm-hmm. it's really their first outing as a cast after the show came out. So that was like, oh, you guys had that experience for like Game of Thrones, you know, the first panel at San Diego and it felt like that sort of energy. So that was nice to see and the cast seemed like they really appreciated all the love, especially my boy Foggy Nelson. Yeah. <laughs> all the foggy chanting. It was it was great. Yes. Yeah, that's um, cool. They also played some some nice NSYNC and Backstreet Boys music before, before the, panel. the panel started, which Ashley was jamming out to. So. And I, I was jamming out about. Yes. <laughs> but I just wanted to say really briefly that I was at the Gotham panel, and I have such mixed feelings about that show. But I have to say, Ben McKenzie, oh, he can get it. Oh, he's great. And <laughs> the enthusiasm that the actor that plays the Penguin had when he announced that Pee Wee Herman's going to be on the show was like... <laughs> so adorable that i was just like oh he was so excited to say it yeah that was crazy uh i want to talk about everybody's highlights and their favorite moments from con (laughs) to start it off i would say my highlights were uh i did a couple of the signings so i did uh keisha castle hughes signing and natalie dormer's signing um and i got my caricature signed as i do and i decided to continue the trend from dragon con and give out pop toys to people who will never get them uh, so I gave uh, Keisha an Obaro pop toy, and since Finn was right there, I uh, I thanked him for my Instagram <laughs> followers. Um, so, uh, and then uh, Natalie, whose line was very long because she was only there on Thursday, and she's very popular. Of and so Natalie is amazing. She is. She's beautiful in person. Uh, oh my she God, was very nice to us, person. and Lauren was going to cry. Um, <laughs> I was. I started to walk away and cry. And all I kept thinking was, I'm going to go up there and go, you're so pretty. It was maybe. But like, I had conversation instead of becoming a complete idiot. It was great because we're in this line like forever. And every time someone like leaves to, to leaves the front to like leave the after meeting her, they just look so happy and like so giggly and excited. And we're just like, I hope we look like that when we leave. And <laughs> we totally did. So totally did. I was crying. I was so fucking happy. But, uh, I was like, I but they both seem to like the pop toys. Keisha said she she never knew she could be so cute, and uh, Natalie seemed to enjoy hers as well. Although someone did promise her, someone from Funko did promise her they were gonna do her. So maybe one day we'll get a, an official one. Yeah, she she said she wanted to compare them. <laughs> yes. Um. So other highlights were uh, obviously our hanging out with David Peterson because that was a lot of fun. Yeah, he was really um, awesome. Doing doing his signing after his panel when we went up in our cosplay and he didn't recognize <laughs> us. That was entertaining as, as well. He was looking at Rachel and he was asking about her costume and the blue hair. And then obviously he's like, it's you. <laughs> it's all of you. <laughs> so- and then he was like, then he was like looking for Kate, uh, Katie because she wasn't there. And we're like, she's in the sleep. You told him. Oh, shit. Like, oh, okay. David, I'm sorry. I really know. wish I was there at yours. If you're listening to this, believe me, I wish I was there at yours. <laughs> 
No, he, uh, it was it was great because we were like, okay, we don't want to sit here and talk to you forever because there's people waiting and like I felt really awkward, <laughs> but it was it was really fun. I learned. I, he told me that my name means tiger in Dothraki. So seriously, yeah. Rachel means Dothra- tiger in Dothraki. Yeah, I'm sure it's not pronounced that way, but yeah, yeah it's probably like. I was I was reading the stresses chapter. It's it's the second syllable that's stressed. Oh no, I gotta learn yeah, this. I don't know. Michael, <laughs> I'm sure. Correct us. No, but I was like really because <laughs> my book you know, in my name is supposed to mean like sheep or some <laughs> dumb thing. It's tiger because it's Hebrew and. Yeah, now it's tiger. Probably. Mine is probably like soup in Dothraki. Um. <laughs> I'm gonna ask him. <laughs> I don't think my name means anything. I'd be okay if mine meant cheese. <laughs> like, that would be good. Um, uh, Megan. Now he wrote in Valerian and me and Jenny's books. Yeah. Um, Lauren, what were your highlights? I got to see Terry Brooks, and I didn't turn into a sobbing mess in front of him. No, just beforehand. Um, <laughs> Just beforehand, which was good. That was fine. But when I actually went up to him, um, he is the reason I read adult fantasy novels because he is where I transitioned when I was about 15 or 16 years old to adult fantasy novels. And um, I've had this issue of Heavy Metal Magazine for like 20 years. That It's a 1977 issue from April and it's bef- it's when Sword of Shenera comes out. And so there's a there's an excerpt of it. And so he signed that. And when I handed it to him, he's like, He's like, I don't see much of these anymore. And I'm like, no, I didn't think you did. <laughs> so I was really excited that he signed it. And he was super nice. And that made me very happy because I've been waiting forever for that. Yay. Now I'm done dragging that on. Megan, what were your highlights? Um, Similar to Lauren, I also met someone I've been reading for a while. I've been reading Greg Rucka for like 20 years. And I've met him before. But it's always nice to meet him and have you know, good, funny conversations. And Jess and I had a good conversation with him about Star Wars and his run on the Cyclops comic. And he's just hilarious. And he's so nice to talk to. Um, And then afterwards, I went to go get something signed by Chris Claremont and had a really (laughs) weird conversation with him where I'm sure the guys behind me in line were like, why is he talking to that girl so long? And we (laughs) basically had a shipping fight about um, the X-Men because he asked me who my favorites were and I said Scott and Je- or Scott and Jean and then he asked me how I felt about Scott and Emma and so I you know I'm not opposed to them all that much actually so I was honest about that and then I was and he didn't really like end the conversation so I was like so what do you think and then he basically long story short he ships Jean and Logan and I couldn't hide of it on my face that I find yeah. that gross. And so he had to ask me why. And so we had this kind of longish conversation for our autograph signing line about the merits of the ships of like Logan and Jean and Logan. I mean, not and Logan and Scott, no, Scott and Jean. Where he, Whatever. And we mentioned the movies and he was like, well, of course, because in the movies, wouldn't you totally pick Hugh Jackman over that other guy? And me saying, uh, James Marsden's perfectly sufficient. Yeah, like There's James Marsden is no, like, him. he's nothing to shrug at. But you're a diehard dad. But yeah, that was Santa. a highlight well, and also very Megan. weird. Because it's Claremont, and he's, like, the Gene and Scott-like guy. Well, like, yeah! The Dark you... Phoenix saga. He was on X-Men for 17 years. That's, like, awkward. <laughs> it's awkward, because I'm like, you're, like, the father of 
I'm X-Men or modern X-Men. And I'm like telling you basically why I think Logan and Jean is creepy. And then he's like, well, think about that. I never thought about it that way. But you, but I'll you, think about like, it. like, oh my God, it was, it was you really created bizarre. the canon. Um, what is yeah. that? <laughs> um, Rachel, what were your highlights? Uh, the Hulkbuster blew my mind. I still keep watching videos of it, trying to figure out how he did the legs. Cause the gate is so specific. Um, cosplay stuff and then uh i really you know hanging out with david j peterson was awesome uh i really liked the weta booth like they had lots of like makeup demonstrations yeah and they had makeup demonstrations going like the whole time so you could like stand there and watch someone get turned into a hobbit or a dwarf or that like that's really cool yeah so i i really like that um i bought a lot of stuff i I did Furiosa on Friday, and there wasn't a lot of Mad Max. Um, but, you know, when we did find each other, we would get really excited. So that was fun. So. Oh, and that one girl knew that we were Dario and Jamie, and that was really fun, too. Yeah, it's always yeah. nice when people actually get it. Yeah, satisfying. <laughs> uh, yes. Katie, your highlights? Um, I thought MoCon was awesome. Everybody, like, you guys worked really, really hard on it, and everybody, like, who came was great, and I really just enjoyed the whole experience. Um, and actually, the um, Friday event, that Night of Eyes and Fire, was also really great. Um, I think that David had a huge, <laughs> a huge play in, like, why it was so fun, and, and we all kind of worked together, and just the fact that you guys came up with all those words for the spelling bee, like, it just was a good night. And then just walking the floor and really experiencing, like, not staying in panels which is what I normally do is like, I just kind of mm-hmm. line myself up with panels, but really like going and experiencing con and just, it was just really fun. Like that whole experience of just enjoying it was really fun. Yeah. Cool. Jess. I really like discovering things at Comic-Con. So when I was buying a trade paperback at the image booth, there was this awesome like cover to this comic. And I turned to my, my buddy Laura and I'm like, that looks like it's Soviet and Russian. So we're asking the image people about it, and we, I bought a copy of it, and he, 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 they're like, the writer's over there signing right now. Do you want to get it signed? I'm like, absolutely. So I go up to him with this comic. I'm like, okay, I just bought this. Sell your comic to me. Why should I continue reading it? He's like, what if the Bond girl, the sexy Russian Bond girl, is James Bond? Like, she's the one doing all the spy stuff. And I'm like, sold. Thank you. That was <laughs> highlight. And What's I was reading really cool. It's Babushka. Okay. <laughs> Is the name of it? Aww. So I was like, I was reading it when I was like waiting online for the Daredevil panel. It's really good. So she's like blackmailed by the CIA. So that's the kind of stuff I'm into. Like, like obviously I watch the Americans and all that kind of like Soviet spy stuff. So I thought that was an interesting take on it. What if the Bond girl was James Bond and she wasn't just a sexy like girl he sleeps with? She is all those things, but she's also like the one who has all the cool gadgets and she's the one doing all the espionage stuff. So that was like a highlight for me, just discovering, you know, new things. Um, So those are all of our our good things. We did have a few issues this year. A lot of that had to do with uh, the weapons policy. I know, Rachel, you were very nervous that you were not going to get your I mean, I I technically didn't get them in. Uh, I I just didn't stop (laughs) for the guy to take them from me. I, uh... I, what what saved me was me having to tote your your foam sword, so I had something to hide it with. So I put it in a yeah. big case and I shoved my blades down in there because they're made of warbla and styrene and resin, uh, so they're not cardboard or foam. 
So I had like this big foam sword sticking out of it. And then I wrapped my stuff in, I can't believe it, read pop, don't, don't come after me. Um, and then I wrapped <laughs> my stuff in bubble wrap. And so when the guy went to squeeze it, all he could feel was the bubble wrap. And he, I was like, no, it's just my foam sword. I put the bubble wrap on it so that, you know, if it gets bumped on the train, it's, you know, it doesn't get ruined. He was like, cool. But then because my Iraq is curved, you could kind of see it in the case. And he was like, wait, what's that? And I was like, bye. And I just <laughs> jumped into the crowd um, waiting in line to get our badges scanned. And then also on Friday when I had my arm on me, and I think that's the only reason it didn't get taken away from me the guy made a big deal over my Furiosa, like, bionic arm. He was like, first off, he put his hands on it and wiggled it, which pissed me off. Like, I was really mad at that. Because um, it's like, fuck you, this is my prop, don't put your hands on it. But then, like, so he put his hands on it and, like, messed with it. And then he was like, this is foam? And I was like, well, no. And he was like, well. And then I looked at him, like, seriously. And then he was like, well, don't pinch anyone with it. And I'm like... And that's why I was like, I'm like, don't worry, I'm her I'm hand. like, yeah, because I'm going <laughs> to go around like, Comic-Con with my Furiosa claw and pinch just people. Just pinching people. Like, go fuck yourself. Like, I'm sorry, but like, <laughs> cosplay is a is like a legit attraction at cons. And if you want cosplayers not wandering around with bullshit, then you need to let us bring the props that we work really hard on and that are often very integral to our costume. Uh, like, and the fact, and it, it, what really pissed me off is that it was so, like, just, like, it was just a crapshoot, and, like, there'd be 30 kikis walking by with their broom, and then you see that there's another 30 brooms sitting on that table, so it's like, that's not fair. That's just not. But really, what is so threatening about a broom? Like, what's threatening about a broom that you couldn't do with a purse? Why was a broom being Right, and meanwhile, there's, like, a cloud strife walking around with a nine-foot buster sword or something, you know, like. And then you could buy actual weapons in there. Right. Or like the Hulkbuster. Which are more dangerous than anything else you would bring yeah. stuff. You could buy them there, but you couldn't bring your and fucking like, foam sword. The Hulkbuster is amazing. No, foam and like, sword, yes. You know that's not made out of fucking cardboard. Like, but they let him in because he looked so great. So it's like, okay, so if you're a high level cosplayer and your shit is really tight, then you're getting in. Well, it's also a question of like weapons versus like if you're wearing armor that's not made of foam like what does that like constitute as i don't know it's just it's a lot of confusing rules that they should figure out but have it go in our favor anything else before we close out all right then let's uh let's toast to john snow we stabbed you a lot um we're sorry everybody did that (laughs) Jess abstained and Megan uh, subconsciously did not actually stab him because she put her dagger <laughs> on the outside of the paper. <laughs> and we <laughs> And I was I was dressed as Liana Stark and I Good stabbed him. Yes, like, Good job, Mom. Thanks, Good job. Mom. I did. All right. <laughs> to John Snow. To John, John Snow. Snow. Bye. Bye. And so he broke that sacred oath. That Lord of the Crossing, and now the pie crusts cover his kin, and they're so good to eat. Yes, now the pie crusts cover his kin, revenge it tastes so sweet.
mentioned to Jim Caviezel and she, I guess she was there last year and she said last year she was a good girl and didn't ask like the question if she can get a hug. She was like, I'm not going to do this. She was like, this year I'm going to break the rules. So at the end she did ask if she could get a hug and they let her come up and get the hug because Jim was like, yeah, sure. Come up and get a hug. She like ran on stage so fast. I was like, oh my God. God. And like ran into his arms and like, and then he like swung her around a bit. And at one point he lifted his arms because he didn't even need to hug her because she was just hanging around his neck. Oh and she oh proceeded God. to sit in his lap and then take a selfie with him and no. <laughs> oh, oh Jesus God. Christ like stop until security stop. Yeah, like, came yeah. to take her away and, but you know oh what to, hit, to Jim's credit he walked her off stage so he was very nice to her yeah oh, that's just still. creepy